Hey everybody, how you doing? We on Bring the Smoke, man, and I'm here with Dr. Tremaine Johnson, man. This man is a leader. It's crazy, man. He's so busy and so important. I had to catch this Negro in Orlando. I couldn't catch him at the house. I had to catch him in Orlando. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Come record with me, man. Man, go, man, just give us some background about you, my dude. Um, first, let me uh, thank you for having this opportunity. Oh, you, I really um, appreciate you sharing this moment. Um, I guess uh, background for me is I'm from North Carolina. I uh, started preaching at uh, 17, pastor of first church at 19. Um, been pastoring over 24 years. Time out, man. You've been uh, pastoring Negro for 24 years, uh, and Joker still look young. Man. Oh, I, I will. Dude, I started turning gray my first year. I will. Dude, I was 37 when I started pastoring. I had all, all my hair was black and full. Well, you still got here. Man, oh yeah, but you just cut yours <laughs> off, man. You, you... Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I get it, you though. Got <laughs> I need you to go and let it go. Yeah, I think I better let it go, man. <laughs> go ahead, oh, man. But, uh, Pastor First Church in 19, um, and graduated uh, from, I pastored that church while I was in uh, junior college. Graduated from college, and then um, started teaching. And then left uh, teaching full time, went into full time ministry at 22. Um, and I've been doing that uh, till now. Man, see, I need to, you know, sound articulate with him because he's so intelligent. <laughs> oh, you know, he's like a, you know, but he like a, a Antipas Harris. Or oh, Dr. no. Antipas Harris. That's a long and so that Negro can open everything. That's I hate preaching behind this Negro, oh, man. No. I'm like, this Negro be like, Intelligent, then he can still get ignorant, you know, like like pastors, like you know, we we like with a nigga, mm, I, you know, that, that nigga gonna be hitting octaves, and he no. said that they can be on key, no, man. But anyway, man, so I wanted I wanted you on here, man, because you a leader amongst leaders, how they say, wow, a man amongst men. Mm -hmm. um, he he's the president of the COCC, um, the Coalition of Concerned Clergy, um, which I'm a part of as well. And he does so yes. many different mm -hmm. things in the community, man. How is it leading leaders, man? Well, that is an interesting question. Um, <laughs> if you're leading a church congregation, it's not too far from that. Um, everybody has their own schedule, own understanding of leadership. Uh, but it's rewarding. Yeah. But at the same time, it's humbling uh, because leaders give you their ear. And that's important. And their time. And you can't make more time. So we know that leaders are always busy. So having that that responsibility and that honor, I take it very, very seriously, uh, but it's not a job for the faint at heart mm -hmm. or for uh, those who wear your feeling on your sleeves because mm -hmm. pastors come, they go just like church members do. Uh, but it's important to know that you respect each other. Yeah. And I think that's important. All pastors can't make all meetings or be in all places, but their support is there um, through sending others who are part of their church. Uh, sending their staff, or just being able to call and say, hey, I missed something, let me catch up. So I just appreciate the honor of serving uh, other pastors, and I think it's just something that if we do it together, we can make an impact on a community. And see, I respect this leadership, man, because I ain't going to even go into the history of that organization because it kind of, <laughs> I left it alone, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I had to leave it alone, but when he came, I was like, man, you know what? It's a new start. Forgive, let go. But, you know, I ain't forget. But at the end of the day, <laughs> this dude here is a great leader, man. So I'm, I'm saying, dude, if you can pull somebody like me in, like, when, especially if it's a history of something, that's when you know your leadership is bar none. Wow. And I tell you, 
And I tell you, I'm serious, man. I was mm-hmm. done. I ain't going to go into the history of it, but I was done with the organization because it kind of, not mm-hmm. with the COCC, but mm-hmm. with which I absorbed the other one into. Yeah. I ain't going to even yeah. say the letters. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving the letters alone. Bring you back. Right, right, right. Back yeah, exactly. Chill, but, so. but when he took over, when you took over, I was like, dude, I'd be a part of it or whatever. When I can't make it, you know, I send Reverend Walden, mm-hmm. or even now that I'm not the NAAC president, I send Jennifer to the last yeah. uh, thing you yeah. all had mm-hmm. because a lot of times I can't make it, but I always want to make sure you you, you got to get honor what honor is due, and I always want to make sure I respect leadership that I respect, man, because, I mean, you come to everything. This joker here, you know, I call, uh, I call uh, man, I call <laughs> Congressman Scott the Holy Ghost, but this joker the Holy Ghost, too, because oh, no. he always mm-hmm. everywhere, man. Joker walking, I'm like, man, we had an event. This joker, I'm like, I just seen this joker on Facebook Live over here. <laughs> he came all the way over here to be at our event, and then one night, one day when um, we was uh, doing that event, that one of my former members had, man, mm-hmm. uh, Expedite had. Yeah. We had to, we had to change up the event. First of all, they were gonna release Lanterns. Then, <laughs> then Daniel, Daniel gonna tell me, "Hey, call the Parks and Rec to to see if we can get some electricity up there." Mm-hmm. So we get electricity, and Parks and Rec say, "Hey, man, it's mm-hmm. illegal to release Lanterns." <laughs> like nobody knew that. Like. Dude, I, I got the police too. chief with me. <laughs> I got the fire, fire chief with me. Like, right, everybody like, cool. Like, all us going to jail. <laughs> but then we called that. So, so anyway, Daniel, yeah, you did mess up the event, just so you know, because we ain't asked that question. You know, how they say, like, I don't ask questions I don't want to know the answer, answer to. to. But That's I ain't right. even asked, was it illegal? He said, hold on, I believe in Virginia it's mm-hmm. illegal. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, when I tell you it was freezing cold, I mean, and this dude out there don't even know the people, he out here leading prayer, leading people, helping them with healing, man. And you know, when that joke could speak, you know, everybody listen. <laughs> and it's just amazing how he just support, man. Like, man, where you learn that from? Because a lot of times pastors don't support pastors. I know when I got here, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> let me tell you how Newport News is. Uh-huh. First of all, if you ain't born and raised in Newport oh, News, wow. oh, they, a wow. lot of times they <laughs> ostracize you. Because I remember this dude, he came up, and I'm, when I really understood the culture, mm-hmm was mm-hmm. when this dude, they said, man, his mama moved here when he was six months old. Oh, wow. He's almost homegrown. Oh, wow. What in the <laughs> heaven has somebody He's done almost. at six months? Dude, almost homegrown? He moved here when he was six months. I said, dude, I can't even get mad. I, I came here only at, at the time five years ago. I've been there for 12 years, almost 12 years now. But wow. this this mm-hmm. person, not you, this person mm-hmm. said, man, he moved here when he was six months. He almost homegrown. <laughs> hey, girl, what in the world can mm. you do at six months? King didn't come out talking about, I have a dream at six months. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, right. So, you know, yeah. so a lot of times people, like, I would, I would have had different ideas. And I say, hey, man, let's do this. And because mm-hmm. I was the outsider, before I met Reverend Tremaine, before I was the mm-hmm. outsider, they like, you know, they like, oh, it ain't going to work. And then it'll blow up like the basketball event. And then they act like I ain't invite them. Oh. <laughs> dude, I did invite you. You just didn't come. But I ain't the dude to beg. Yeah. You yeah. know, then when I had the stuff to do the water around, I mm-hmm. went to, man, mm-hmm. 
I ain't gonna lie, I went to that yeah. organization with them letters. <laughs> Not in the one that the letters you got now, just to keep 100. I ain't even think about that, man. See, he, he, he healing me right now. Just, I got, sometimes you gotta go through the story. And so I, I asked them to do it. They, you know, they left alone. And then what I realized is, and what somebody came to me and said was, Dude, you ain't from here. Mm-hmm. And you supposed mm-hmm. to, they told me I was supposed to get permission from somebody. Yeah. I ain't going to say their name. Yeah. Before I did search them, I'm like, what is this, a game? Mm-hmm. But when I tell you, anytime I call them like Dr. Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Evans, Dr. Mm-hmm. Peter Evans, mm-hmm. and Ivan Harris, like them three right there, and a few others, man, Tyrone Jackson. But it wasn't that many. That would just embrace it when I had an idea. So, man, that's why I say, man, I appreciate you. Like, he always telling me all the great stuff I do. Yeah, but if it right. wasn't him, like, people like him giving me a bridge, then I, I wouldn't be it. Well, man, you changed the culture. You you came and just blew up what, I guess, the rubric was. Coming in, you were telling people how it really church leadership ought to be. Um, I would come to your church and just sit and say, I wish... Oh, wow, I wish I could say that to my congregation. And it's so wonderful <laughs> that he can just say it um, and just be able to lead in a way to say, this is what God is saying to me. This is what we're going to do. Y'all get on board. And just to be able to chart that path, not having to deal with going to figure out who can support, but just doing it and walking by faith. And I think that people saw that and latched onto that. I just, sometimes I just come just to hear you preach, just to see, you know, what shall we be talking about in this season. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you carry wow. the tone of that. Um, sometimes wow. when I'm off, I'll just come and sit in the congregation and just hear what you have to say or what God is leading you to say in, in this season uh, because you just came in and changed the game. And I think you have, you you call me the leader. You are the leader of the city. I mean, just partnering with the police department. Who would have thought of that? And uh, coming together with the community, feeding the community, bringing the community together, and letting people know that the church is not just in the walls. We preached that for years, but to be able to see that, not only just be outside, but you had space, you had capital, you had capacity. And and just to see how you went from Tabs Lane to where you are now, just to see all of that, it was like a you know, just seeing a miracle in place and wow. to see you humbly walk around to say it ain't you, but it's the God in you. It's great, but we man. get to see you, Dr. Maxwell. Man, I appreciate it, man, because the funny thing about it is when I first started working with the police, mm-hmm. them Joe would call me Uncle Tom. Now, they never say it in my face because they know my mouth. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, I am not fully delivered my mouth, but God made me like this and I'm mm-hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made, so I understand the flaws that mm-hmm. he allowed to be put in me because your flaws really would make you who you are. It was yeah, funny. I was yeah. going to buy a Remy jacket back in the day. Normally, I ain't look at price. I would just go buy and pick up stuff, you know, before I became a pastor and left a lot of my real estate stuff alone. But now the Lord has brought it yeah, back, and I'm yeah. so happy. I thank you, Lord, because the money has returned to yeah. me. I don't love money, but I like it a lot. But anyway, so I was buying this Remy Jackson Remy jacket, and then I said, hey, you know, he told me how much it was. Like, man, can I get a discount? You know mm-hmm. how we are, because he got some flaws in it. He said, no, you mm-hmm. may not. You know, he was, a, you know, one of him downstairs yeah. people. But he said, you know, no, you may not. And I was like, man, well, you know, you got to ask too. Like, why is man's flaw? He said, the flaws let you know that it's genuine leather. I'm oh. like, for real? He said, if it has no flaws, it's mm-hmm. synthetic. Mm-hmm. If, but it's flaws that show you that it's original leather. I said, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool. He convinced me, so I bought the jacket and went on my way. Mm-hmm. And so I need you to know your flaws are mm-hmm. what make you beautiful. Your yeah. flaws yeah. are what? Because the, the, the anointing flows up out of you like right. rivers of living water. And if right. you ain't got no cracks, come on, mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. Some of us too whole 
Some yeah. of us too say, and truth be told, <laughs> you ain't saved as you think you are. So sometimes we walk in judgment, oh, but because man. the cracks and your flaws make you beautiful, because mm -hmm. you can reach people that I can't reach. My yeah. flaws allows me the anointed to leak out yeah. and reach people that other people can't reach, man. That's but right. I don't know why I went with this. It just came out. Somebody must have had to hear it, but I was going somewhere else. But his anointing, you know, his oh, anointing man. of love. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, the man. police. So they were calling me, Uncle mm -hmm. Tom. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because when it, they saw it and they felt like it was growing the church, the church, mm -hmm. then they tried to steal it. Mm. And it's funny how I did this intel. Man, look at this, man. Mm -hmm. I, I changed this shirt just because the in touch, man, that's my that's my nonprofit. And yeah. really it grew out of the police mm -hmm. partnership. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you how it started. I was going to get my neighbor across the street some medicine because he mm -hmm. was sick, he an elderly dude. So I'm going to get the medicine. All of a sudden, I'm on Warwick. Mm -hmm. But where I am, no light is at least a half a mile. Wow. But this car in front of the car in front of me stopped, uh -huh. right? I This stopped, the car behind it stopped in time, but I didn't stop in time to not hit that car. Mm -hmm. So I hit the car. I'm, I'm all nervous because the lady's mouth is bleeding, but it's not because it's Halloween. And she's uh -huh. like, I'm, I'm, I said, oh, she got makeup on. <laughs> so I get out the car. I call uh -huh. my neighbor finally. After uh -huh. I see everybody's okay. Because uh -huh. like some young teenagers in the car, they were, had to come from a party. And I'm on the phone, mm -hmm. and I'm talking to him. All of a sudden, the police come out of the phone. Get out, I know what. Get off the phone. Why are you on the phone? And fussing at me. And literally, I think I'm in shock, so I ain't say nothing. It was a little short car. I know I would have broke him off, man. But, you know, I would have been dead in jail getting shot. But I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, this white lady comes from across the street. Mm -hmm. To this day, I can't tell you what she looked like. Mm -hmm. But she came to my rescue and said, why are you fussing at him? He had an accident. Mm -hmm. You need to be seeing if he's okay. And it's not his fault. I saw the whole thing. The mm -hmm. car in front of that car stopped in the middle of nowhere. He just couldn't stop in yeah. time. He wanted to see that. Oh, she said she called us. Oh, cause he black. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even think she realized. Yeah. yeah. You know, she just came over in my defense. Mm -hmm. And so the amazing thing is, I was mad, but then God said, "Start this basketball tournament, mm -hmm. huh?" With the police, mm -hmm. is this the devil? God, mm -hmm. you see what they doing to me? <laughs> I need them to tell them to let my people go. Mm -hmm. So anyway, in touch was birth. I didn't even name it in touch. Mm -hmm. We were we. The first thing was it was going to be all the community play against each other, mm -hmm. and then the police, the winner play the police. Okay. But then we had I had Captain. He was a uh, actually he was a low ranking person at the time then he became a captain now he's a chief somewhere else oh wow and, and nobody who's ever helped me everyone who's ever helped me in, with in touch has mm -hmm. been promoted to sit man it's crazy how when god would say i bless yeah. those who bless you yeah. but anyway started 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 it it birthed out of that they said let's call it in touch because we're bringing people together mm -hmm. and then it spawned and so what the reason is when you call the police, you ain't calling to have a cookout. Mm -hmm. right. You call them because something going on wrong. Right. And right. so what God was showing me was, mm -hmm. you don't ha if you never have positive interaction with a certain demographic of people, it's easy to dehumanize them. Mm -hmm. If the mm -hmm. only time you see my people is when they doing something wrong, yeah, when they yeah. when they when they speeding or when they having crack cocaine or when they selling drugs or when mm -hmm. it's a murder, if that's the only time you see me, yeah, it's yeah. easy to dehumanize me. Now you see other people doing the same crime. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you you know them because they your color, they mm -hmm. your complexion, and you see and you have positive experiences. So I said, you know what? Let's make some positive experiences with the police. Mm -hmm. And so then we started the basketball tournament. The neighborhoods play each other, and the 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 north, the south, 
And the Central, okay. the North play themselves, the South play themselves, the Central play themselves, and then we take the top two. But people from Virginia Beach and Richmond, they come to play wow. in the tournament. And, the, wow. and so anyway, at the end of the day, man, this is one of my greatest testimonies that mm -hmm. I hear a police officer say. And I never say his name mm -hmm. because I don't want, you know, people, you know, people don't be wanting to know that they're crying about stuff. So he said, right. man, he said, Maxwell, Maxwell, man, I'm, I was in the neighborhood and this guy kept saying, coach, coach, coach. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know how somebody keep calling somebody's name? And you mm -hmm. like, would that person answer them? Yeah. My yeah. God, who was he calling? It's getting on my nerves. Mm -hmm. He said, I turned around and I looked in the window mm -hmm. and he was talking to me, Maxwell. Wow. He was wow. saying, coach, coach, because I coach him playing basketball because yeah. some of the police officers coached the team. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, he was looking at me like a human. He didn't look at me like a police officer. Wow. He's like, man, I just started crying like, oh my God. He's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, man, it just touched me mm -hmm. that he looked at me like a human being and not a police officer. And I was like, whoa, that's yeah. the power of connection. That's the power of creating mm -hmm. positive interactions, man. So mm -hmm. it just, man, I just appreciate you. Yeah. Like you always post when I post, you will put it out there. You announce it to your church. And so that helped that situation grow. So it came out of me being harassed. Mm -hmm. And God said, you know what? Create a positive interaction. Now, yeah. I wanted to just fight. Yeah, <laughs> and dude, the crazy thing about it, I know I'm talking a long time, but the, the, the crazy thing about it is, man, I had this anxiety, man. Uh -huh. This this joker is my counselor. He don't even understand. I don't know. He got a norm of counseling. Mm -hmm. And I, I had this anxiety. I did not want to go inside the police station wow. because I didn't know if I was going to be mad when I saw this cop. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was going to be sad. I was going to be scared. I didn't know what I was going to be. I had all these mixed emotions, but I'm a chaplain, a volunteer mm -hmm. chaplain. I became a volunteer chaplain, and then I didn't want to go in there. Mm -hmm. But I remember Chief Myers asked me one day, because on a panel, I explained to the FBI panel what happened and how I started into it. So mm -hmm. they asked me. Mm -hmm. And I just remember Chief Myers saying, the chief that was there before, Chief Drew, he mm -hmm. said, he leaned, he said, hey man, what date did this happen? Uh -huh. And I think that was his way of asking me who, who it was, was. without asking. <laughs> and I ain't never ran into that dude. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Chief That's Myers. Good. I appreciate no. <laughs> you making me feel safe. And little guy, I hope you got a little better in life and hope you're not racist like you used to be. Oh no. And that you're not <laughs> harassing people in an accident yeah. when you should be trying to see if they okay. Yeah. But I thank God for dealing yeah. with your heart and I do, mm -hmm. I forgive you. I'm cool because my counsel over here, he annoys and ain't said a word. But this is my first time really saying this really publicly yeah. in a safe place. I didn't yeah. talk about it in front of the FBI and the police, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, as a black man, you still mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Right. You understand? Right. Some people get mad when you say every police officer not good. But anyway, yeah. man, talk about something. I'm talking but, too much. But I'm you healed. see how this uh, came out of a situation <laughs> Which a lot of our situations in life come out of hurt. Ooh. So, you know, you were in a hurting situation, but it helped and it helped a community and it's helping a nation and a culture. Yeah. So sometimes we don't realize, sometimes we shy away from hurt, but hurt can also turn into ministry. Wow. What has a, what you've allowed or what the journey you, you've been through, you can see the steps of how what could have turned into a very dangerous situation. There was an interception of the lady to come out to say, I saw the whole thing. It could have went a myriad of different ways. But the fact that the man comes to tell you, get off the phone and holler, and that was an interception in that moment. A hurting situation, but an interception to where it turned towards, let's make this something for the good. And I think a lot of times in life, when we're dealing with our lives, we shy away from the things that hurt us but we need to share that story more often because that's where it began. Sometimes it began because we begin, we see the hurt as something that happened to us, 
But sometimes I think we ought to see hurt as something happening through us because it allowed us to be somebody to help others, hurt to help. And so in life, when you, when you think about that, think about the testimonies that you had, the, th the places that you didn't think you would come up from, and you turn around and realize those things that could have killed you, kept you, and pushed, pushed you in a different direction. Wow. So I'm thankful uh. that it happened, but I'm also grateful for what came from it. Man, you know what's so, what you say was so profound? You said it's hurt. Because mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was hurt mm -hmm. until you said it. Mm -hmm. Because what us males will do a lot of times mm -hmm. is just make it anger. Yeah. yeah. We don't never want to yeah. say we hurt. Mm -hmm. That did mm -hmm. hurt my feeling like, man, the police coming here. I'm mm -hmm. feeling like, okay, the police here. We're going to get this stuff straightened out. Mm -hmm. And this dude coming here attacking me where he's supposed to be helping right. me. Right. And then they wonder why communities never tell what's going on yep. because you coming at me as if I'm a criminal when I had an mm -hmm. accident when the actual culprit who was trying to get yeah. some type of insurance claim mm -hmm. has escaped mm -hmm. the situation and wow. you didn't even ask me what was going on. In mm -hmm. fact, he scared my neighbor so much mm -hmm. on the phone, he got off his sick bed, mm -hmm. asked me where I was and came exactly. up there and <laughs> made sure he figured out what's this officer's name, badge wow. number, and all this stuff. You understand? Wow. Because wow. he was just that worried about me. Mm -hmm. Couldn't even go nowhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get him medicine, but that joker beeline mm -hmm. up there to the scene because mm -hmm. he like, man, my pastor, my neighbor, yeah. my yeah. friend is in trouble, and all he's trying to do is go to get me some medicine. Because I never would have even left the house if mm -hmm. I went trying to help somebody. And it's mm -hmm. funny how divine intervention, man. Mm -hmm. Man, you so good. You know what? Let me go ahead and plug my book. <laughs> <laughs> because he did it. Leadership growth. The power and the pain. <laughs> Look, this was birth out of my pain. You understand? <laughs> because my church was getting on my nerves so bad. I love mm -hmm. you, Newbies Grove. Mm -hmm. But they were getting on my nerves so bad. But this came out of out of my pain. It's mm -hmm. funny how Bishop Macbeth said, ooh, I want to read that book because mm -hmm. I remember what mm -hmm. you was going through. Mm -hmm. And I know it came and Paul Morton wrote the foreword for me, yeah. Bishop Paul Morton, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. and he said it was such a great book. He got mad at me because, uh -huh. you know, when I was running the campaign and, I, you know, I lost, so we ain't going to worry about that. We ain't going to talk about that. We might even edit that. But he <laughs> told me, he said, Negro, like, you know, our Bishop, he, he's so, he's, uh -huh. he's smooth like you, mm -hmm. or you smooth like him because mm -hmm. he older. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to learn how to be smooth like, see, he didn't learn at a young age how to say stuff so diplomatically, <laughs> but I, I just don't know how to do it. I'm going to get there one day. One day I grow into well. it. But, but, well. but, but he... But he said, man, you trying to do something small. Mm -hmm. You trying mm -hmm. to do some local election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to take you nationwide. Wow. I done told wow. you I want to take you on a book tour. Uh -huh. You understand? Uh -huh. But I know his brother died and mm -hmm. his brother, rest in peace. But he told me I would have been, you would have been on a tour a long time ago yeah. if you would have been. But I knew that's what God was telling mm -hmm. me to do because it really mm -hmm. made me more expressive and made me more a little more extroverted because mm -hmm. I'm a highly introverted person. Mm -hmm. Like me, I don't. I meet people through him. I mm -hmm. meet people through you. I meet people through Reverend Walden. Mm -hmm. But I never really. Oh, you, yeah. I, <laughs> through you. Why am I saying No, bro. But I don't know. But I met other people through other people. Like I met, I met E. Dewey through Agnes. It's mm -hmm. like somebody always make an introduction, and I know, but I don't really ignite it and mm -hmm. say something. Now, if it's a stranger around me, I won't say nothing, but I'll be friendly to say something mm -hmm. to me. But. If it got something to do with business or, uh -huh. or, or or ministry, I will 
go ahead and ignite the conversation. But mm-hmm. most of the people I met through my friend Simone or my mm-hmm. people Barney, or, mm-hmm. well, Barnabas, he don't like Barney no more. Barnabas, <laughs> I apologize. Barnabas, <laughs> B. <laughs> he don't like Barney no more, maybe because of a little purple dragon. Wow. I don't know. Wow. But my friend Barnabas and other people, I met them. In fact, when I was, you know, because you should go to counseling when you're a leader because yeah. you go through so much yeah. stuff and you got to be able to, to talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what... What what I learned through uh, um, Dr. Um, man, I can't even think of my dude's name, man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Dr. Tart, Dr. Mm-hmm. Algernon Tart, mm-hmm. he said, man, I realized you met all your friends, mm-hmm. most of your friends through Atlanta, mm-hmm. and you got to learn how to make friends in Newport News. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I believe when I, I believe that's why another reason why God pushing me out to run mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it wasn't never I don't think it was never for the win because I really never wanted to do city council because mm-hmm. I didn't I ain't need nothing else on my plate mm-hmm. but I believe God sometimes like you said puts you in a position where it stretches you mm-hmm. because I'm knocking on doors yeah. yeah I ain't knocking on nobody's door to go talk to nobody mm-hmm. but then it became I ended up praying for people more than I probably was evangelizing more mm-hmm. than I was campaigning I'd be end up yeah. praying for people and I'd be at a door fifteen minutes when it should have been there two minutes and mm-hmm. probably Probably couldn't hit more neighborhoods, but anyway, I'm going away somewhere else. Well, but the exposure, yeah, but but <laughs> yeah, but God will put you in a situation where He stretches you. Mm-hmm. I need you to get comfortable being uncomfortable because mm-hmm. God want to take you to different places and open up different doors. Mm-hmm. And if you comfortable, it don't work because God said He'll do exceedingly abundantly above what He going to ask, Him or imagine according to the power that works in you. That's right. So He want to take you to bigger and better places. Mm-hmm. But the problem is. You want to be somewhere where you feel in control. Yeah. You got to go to an unstable environment. Man. Yeah, yeah. Or try to wear something that ain't your clothes to wear. Or trying to stay in a place where you should stretch from. I told our congregation all the time, you can't go back and put on clothes you had on six years ago. And you can't keep thinking you can wear the same clothes for the rest of your life. You're going to mm-hmm. grow. You're going to expand. And so you got to expect that. Yeah. And you got to be able to go towards what God is doing doing in the season of your life. And the exposure that you had for city council, sometimes you're, I don't want to call it a season, sometimes God is exposing you for something greater. Yes. And so maybe uh, we're thinking at this level, and God is saying, no, I I needed you to have this level so you can, when you get here, you'll remember what happened here and it won't be so Mm -hmm. new to you to do what I've called you to do because you've already had the experience at this level. One thing I always never wanted, I said, God, I never want my name out in a flipping scandal. And that's what I was scared about. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. when that lie came up on me with Daily Press and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. come with attorney and all them making up stuff and not even showing no evidence because mm-hmm. there wasn't no evidence there. Yeah. But the thing about it is, man, it made me not, now I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm at a place where you can say whatever you want to say about mm-hmm. me. My name been everywhere. Yeah. And I ain't yeah. got to the point where I'd be scared. I, I mean, I ain't want to go outside. So when I hurt my knee in November, I ain't mm-hmm. really care. I ain't want to go outside no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so I'm in there like, I ain't got an excuse now. You uh, know, not that I wanted to just, but God to make you lay down. But the, yeah. the, the, the thing about it, let me tell you what happened though. We are in the capital campaign to mm-hmm. get a commercial kitchen because we keep mm-hmm. the homeless people alive. And it's a lady out there that got the power to rise a check to get it. And we help them with their program a lot, mm-hmm. but they didn't give us no money. But I ain't mm-hmm. going to say your name, but I'm just going to put it out there because that's who I am. <laughs> I'm just sorry, but I had to get it off my chest because go. they kept telling me that. what I didn't need. Uh-huh. And one thing I hate is when people tell me what I don't need, especially mm-hmm. when they lighter than me. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell me what I don't need, but I need this because I'm helping the organization connected to your organization. Mm-hmm. And now what we have to do mm-hmm. a lot of times is 
when we were the only church that wanted to step up and do it because we had enough room. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Now, now, I'm not saying other churches didn't want to step up because I'm sure mm-hmm. you would step up, but we mm-hmm. we we couldn't serve in this capacity at mm-hmm. 326 Tavs Lane. What yeah. we did was yeah. we would send volunteers out to help, but mm-hmm. we couldn't use our building because we didn't have enough rooms. Mm-hmm. But now that we have enough rooms, when COVID came, a lot of people didn't want to do it. So we mm-hmm. kept the homeless every night wow. from November to mm-hmm. March. Now, they wanted me to keep them all day, 24 hours, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do that because they want you to rezone. Mm-hmm. And what some people need to understand is you can't do certain, sometimes they want churches to do a lot of stuff, but you can't do it because you have to rezone and become a shelter. Then you can't do ministry in certain capacities. Yeah. So a lot of times people always want to talk about the church and what the church should do, but we can't do mm-hmm. but so much. You understand? Mm-hmm. But anyway, we need a commercial kitchen because even though we um, keep them, we still had to let them get fed somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Because then they had to get fed over there, then get busted to us, over there. and they have to. And like some people knew that the shelter was with us, but mm-hmm. we can't let them in unless they went to get checked in at the other building. So it was confusing some of the homeless folk. Mm-hmm. So then we had to figure out how can we get them over there to check them in because we couldn't let them in because there's a system that they have mm-hmm. in order to let them stay in overnight. Yeah. So anyway. So now what what we're doing now, I needed a commercial kitchen, but then all of a sudden one of the ACs went out. We got mm-hmm. 20-something units in, at the new building. Not the much is given, much is required. Wow, right. We only had one right. unit at the other building. Like the house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> one AC, we good. They go out, hey, $5,000, $10,000. Hey, it's we out, man. <laughs> So oh, one of the units went out, mm-hmm. and it went out where HR Cap and other people rent our building mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the Boys and Girls Club. Wow. And so this is the amazing thing of connection, mm-hmm. when even when you lose, if you did what God said, mm-hmm. it, you win. All things work together for those uh, who are called according to its purpose. Mm-hmm. Everything works for good. So I'm sitting in there, and I'm in the car because I still couldn't drive because my knee was messed up, and I'm riding with one of my members, Perez, and I'm mm-hmm. fussing with God in my mind, not out loud, but I'm like, God, and he looking at me, I'm like, I ain't talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. God, man, you telling me to do this angle merch kitchen now. I got to pay $30,000 to get uh-huh. this AC. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Tommy Gardner calls me. Mm-hmm. Tommy Gardner calls me, an AC guy, and he calls me and says, hey, I believe mm-hmm. that the Lord is telling me to give you an AC unit. Wow. If you will wow. accept it. Oh, wow. We're going to give it to you. Uh-huh. What? I almost mm-hmm. said my end and he white. You know how we do. <laughs> I was just keep it 100. You know, you can't say it white people. <laughs> but sometimes we say it's a determined endearment because what we do is we take the sting out of negativity. We took uh-huh. collard greens with weed and made it because that's all uh-huh. y'all gave us to eat. Come on, somebody. Right. We took pork and made it the inside of a delicacy. I ain't never uh-huh. ate uh, uh, chitlins, but they changed the inside and made it a delicacy because uh-huh. we have to take what it is we are giving. Come yeah. on, somebody. Yeah. And yeah. make it positive. Make so it sometimes better. we say something we probably shouldn't say because mm-hmm. we try to take the sting out psychologically, but you don't use this. Don't try this at home. <laughs> but I almost said my end to this white dude. I was so cruel. I'm like, my ooh. And he said, we're going to give you this unit. It costs $30,000. I already knew what it cost because I already oh, priced it out. Wow. But we all you got to do is pay to put it in there for the wow. labor. And all you got to do is give us, what, six, $7,000. And that's it. Gave us wow. a, it's a brand new unit. But if you will say yes, I'll give it to you. I never would have met. He, I, he knew me because he watched me on TV. Uh-huh. And I had seen him before, but we had never talked to each other. But I called him. 
and asked him uh -huh. for a donation when I was on the campaign. Uh -huh. And so he did give me a donation. But the only reason we began to exchange numbers is because I was running. And because I was running, he uh -huh. blessed my church. And although, come on, somebody, yeah. although I lost, I got a $30,000 blessing yeah. from my church yeah. for a job that I would have only got paid $24,000 a year for. Come on, somebody. Wow. God gave me a overflowing blessing. And yeah. some people say, well, it wasn't given to you. It don't matter it wasn't given to me. It was given yeah. to my church yeah. because I'm called to be a pastor. And that took some stress off my mind. Come yeah. on, somebody. Yeah. So God will take you to places that's going to stretch you. And then maybe not even for you to win. It's just to see if you're going to be obedient. Come that's on, right. somebody. That's God, right. Remember, God had told me to leave my real estate company alone for, for eight years. I was mm -hmm. mad at the Lord. For eight years, I was upset. And then God said, open up my real estate business in the middle of oh, a pandemic. Uh -huh. Made no sense. People call me crazy. God told me to put a post up about me showing the house. I got on gloves. I got on. A, I got on. I got on. They're going looking yeah. like a looking like big worm. Got a dead going head wrap on because the church, the the, the 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 house owners wanted you to have on. Put on the little yeah. footies yeah. over my yeah. shoes, and yeah. I'm walking there looking yeah. like I'm in a dead going hazmat suit. Uh -huh. But then everybody called me crazy. Why you doing real estate? But mm. then my God, yeah. every week yeah. we close something. Come mm. on, somebody, wow. y'all wow. don't hear me. Became yeah. a consultant for a billion dollar company mm. that called me out the blue yeah. to be their real estate consultant. Had just opened up the office yeah. in Newport New. Come on, somebody. Nobody right would have thought that it mm -hmm. would have made that much money. What that real estate was gonna be that good. Yeah. But because I was obedient, yeah. God yeah. gave me mm -hmm. an overflow. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. I don't know this this show going everywhere, but can I tell you something? When you're obedient to God and mm -hmm. understand that you were steward of his yeah. money and yeah. it ain't yours. Mm -hmm. I gave up my real estate for eight years, mm -hmm. ended up giving my church when mm -hmm. I was in, doing real estate for the church. Yeah. I helped. I, I got us a church mm -hmm. listing. We made about one hundred and fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars off a deal I did in Atlanta. I sold the building, mm -hmm. but God said I couldn't have no money. Now, you yeah. know, it was God because I showed is making up and you know and, and so so I, I missed a sixty thousand dollar commission wow about 12 about 10 11 years ago mm -hmm. because god said i couldn't have the money mm -hmm. although i wasn't like it here i was like in atlanta and the mm -hmm. was in atlanta but god said i told you, you couldn't get paid yeah yeah come on yeah. somebody yeah. the reason why god didn't want me to get paid because people mm -hmm. were calling me crooked i didn't even know it but the church made a whole bunch of money off the deal but the trustee let them know maxwell didn't make a dime come mm -hmm. on somebody mm -hmm. now i'm about to do a deal i can't tell you how much I'm gonna make, but it's about three <laughs> times and then plus ten thousand dollars more than mm -hmm. what I lost the first time. Wow. Come on, somebody. Wow. God will give you an overflow and blessing if you mm -hmm. do what it yep. is He tells you to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm about to shout in here. In Orlando, I ain't yeah. been this hype. Yeah. You gotta have some anointing in the house. Come no, on, somebody. No. That's seven years of completion, eight years, new beginning, man, starting over. Man. Sometimes God wants you to plant new ground, new places. Man. So, because I, my father's a farmer. So, uh, and, and he would move fields every now and then. I didn't understand it because I would say, let's not move another field. I don't want to go another. And he would, it would, be big, it would be bigger, more work to do. And I always ask him, I said, well, why did you, why would we got to move from this field to another field? What was wrong with that field? And he says, every now and then you got to move fields because that ground is no longer going to produce the fertilness you need. You need to go to a new place because this is going to produce more crops. And when he did that, he made more money when he moved different fields. So God let me tell you. God just not talk. Man, he just moved fields. Sometimes you gotta move fields. Mm -hmm. If I move okay. to another field, <laughs> <laughs> it's his word. <laughs>
<laughs> man, it's crazy, man. God was talking about something, man. Dude, that's that's a word yeah. from the Lord for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times what we do is we want to go where we're needed, but yeah. you need to go yeah. where you were assigned. That's right. And That's sometimes right. people say, well, why would you leave this place that needs you more? Mm-hmm. But maybe that place needs you more, but maybe yeah. that's not yeah. your assignment. That's maybe right. you was building something up for somebody else mm-hmm. to take over mm-hmm. because you were a disciple and you should yeah. be able to work yourself out of a job and have somebody else there to that's take right. your place. Oh, my yeah. dude, you might avoid. Hey, keep Promotion. this clip. <laughs> <laughs> keep this clip because the word came from the prophet. Yeah. Oh, no. He don't do the prophetic word came from the prophet. Can I let some people know that are scared to move mm-hmm. where God mm-hmm. has called you to move? Yeah. Because yeah. you want to be in the familiar. Yeah. And familiarity yeah. breeds content. Mm-hmm. You gotta mm-hmm. understand contempt. I mean, yeah. not content, contempt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what you need to understand is don't be scared to move. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be scared to move, Abram. Mm-hmm. That's right. Don't be scared to move, Abraham. God and don't be scared to leave who God tell you to leave. Because God right. said, hey, man, go somewhere in the land. I'm going to show you mm-hmm. and don't take none of your family. Yeah. And the Bible said, and Lot went with him. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. almost lost everything, everything because he brought something familiar with him. That's right. When God wanted to create something new. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to see that. My throat. Jesus, yeah. let me clear my throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Jesus. Two season, two season. Oh my God, man! Did, yeah. Man, did he give a word, yeah. dude? Man, I, dude, I was talking to him about something, man. I, I dude, it, it, dude, new man, dude. So you got to move to different ground mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. maybe you wore that ground out, yeah. so it's not as fertile. It so won't God be as will fertile. move you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. New ground. And sometimes they, they rotate the crop because then they'll put the, mm-hmm. the peas over here yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? And then put the peanuts over here mm-hmm. like, like George Washington Carver showed them how to do it because yeah. now this taking out certain nutrients and then it keeps pulling up Correct. the same nutrients. So now you got to bring something else that'll put that nutrient back and pull That's up right. another nutrient out of the ground. That's God. right. And sometimes That's God right. will move you somewhere else mm-hmm. because, oh my God, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. because he know what you're going to produce. That's right. Oh, you better watch out. And it ain't got to be right. Careful of who you talk to, man. Mm-hmm. I ain't mm-hmm. even talking to him about nothing that's going on in my life, but the spirit has used him. <laughs> Flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my father, which is in heaven, man. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. man, dude, you've been man, you've been to make me shout. Well, we got church in here. Lord have mercy. It, this, yeah. this ain't just bringing the smoke like we bring it. This that this that incense. Come on, somebody. This this the, the Holy Spirit smoke that he curated right now. Man. Only God. Only God. Jesus. Oh, this TD my God. Ain't it. oh no. <laughs> my oh, God. I don't even know what to this... say, man. Man, close us out, man. Give us give us a word of wisdom. Tell us what they say. Whatever you want to say, it ain't gotta be related to this. Just close us out and get leave somebody with a word, man. Oh wow. Um, I just uh, want to encourage you just to know that whenever you are in a situation that you don't know how you're gonna get through it or don't know if you're gonna come through it, I just want to encourage you. In the season that you're in, just know that God has a way of bringing you through where you begin to look back and see in the place where you didn't think you were going to come out of, God will deliver it. I was reading something the other day um, where the three Hebrew boys were in the fire and God delivered them. They came out of the fire, but I had not seen this all this time that they were delivered in the fire before they came out.
And a lot of times we're looking for deliverance to come out of something and God can deliver you in it so that when you come out of it, you can look back and testify about what you just came through. Reverend. Not that you shout about it because you been in, you were out of it, but you shout about it because you've been through it and you live to testify about it. And so what I saw when they came out of the fire, I was just amazed that they are able to look back and see what and say, see what the Lord had done. Not that they were able to say it as they were coming out, but they said it while they were in it because they were walking around and they had not been burned. In the midst of the fire. Yeah. My God. And then they were being, they weren't being burned. Mm -hmm. and, and the Bible also said the people that was taking them mm -hmm. up to the fire yes. were burned they by were the burned. heat of the fire. They, and they didn't even the... go in the fire. They died yeah. taking them in. Yeah. Can I tell you yeah. People that done put some hands on you and mm. delivered you into the fire yeah. have been burned by the fire yeah. they yeah. put you in. Yeah. Come on, yeah. somebody. Yeah. And they didn't survive it and they put you in it. Come That's on, right. somebody. Oh, That's Reverend. That's man, right. bring That's the smoke, <laughs> bring the incense, bring the Holy Ghost, <laughs> Reverend oh, Tremaine, Dr. Jonathan. I wish he just hoop us out when we oh, had an organ. I need to get that organ out. <laughs> hoop trigger. Bring this. Oh, yeah, we need it, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. We had a great time, man. Appreciate Thank you. you, my dude, my God. Thank you for that. All the way from Orlando, Florida. Yes, baby. yes, yes. Oh, my God. Thank man. you. No, thank, thank you, you man. I really appreciate it. Hey everybody, how you doing? In Touch Basketball is back. We did it big last year again, and we did it for the first time in a few years since the pandemic. We coming back again, and you know what? The Sheriff's Department and the Police Department gonna go head to head again. The community gonna go head to head again. I think the Fire Department gonna play as well. So we're gonna make sure the first responders bring back the original In Touch, where they played each other. August the 4th. August the 4th is going down at the Denby Community Center. If you all can ball, please get you some players together. Anybody in the community, you can be in Newport News, you can be from Hampton, we don't care where you from. It's a Newport News event, but it's to bring the whole Hampton Roads community together to make sure we do what? Partner and build bridges with the police. We wanna make sure the police know us, we know the police, and that we help them solve crimes to keep our neighborhood safe. We wanna make sure we curate some great positive interactions, and that's what we do with Inter's basketball. But at the end of the day, somebody gonna win, somebody gonna lose. Are you a baller? If you're a baller, come on out. If you're not, come on out. Cause you know what? It's all about fun. Although I'm a sore loser, so newbies grow, get that team together, cause we better win. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff, Sheriff Gabriel Morgan, I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country and I promise you it will bless your life.